Hello, everybody. What is up? Welcome back to another episode of the Car Club Podcast. This is Zach, and now I'm doing this. This is the first one from my dorm room right now in college. So sorry I didn't get to uh, to make another episode sooner. I feel a little bit bad. It is Wednesday. It should have came out on uh, on Sunday. But that's all behind us, you know? That's in the past. Now, just going to be a little quick episode because i got shit to do today. But, you know, first off, I know I'm a little late, but I wanted to talk about the TRX, you know? The new Ram, it's 700 horsepower, it's 1500 I believe. Yeah, I'm searching up right now. 700 horsepower, they use the uh, Hellcat engine. Dude, that thing is a, that's a nice truck. I, I was always saying, oh, Ram and Chevy, they should make like a dedicated truck for the, to compete with the Raptor. But if they did that, it wouldn't have come out as well as the uh, as the TRX did. Like they said themselves that they wanted to wait, take their time, and uh, and perfect that car, which I think they did, and they made it they made it pretty damn cool. You know, one of the coolest parts is one of the most one of the coolest parts of the Raptor is also the coolest part of the TRX, but they do it better. So both vehicles are too wide to not have service lights. These little amber LED lights that are go on trucks, you know, that are too wide. They could be found in the Raptor's front grille, you know. But the TRX still did something a little bit different, you know. They put it in the hood scoop, which makes the car look badass. It looks like a, it looks, I don't know, like a fucking T-Rex, which is a whole nother can of worms. You know that you know that name T like T Rex better than Raptor? Kinda badass, you know? Like I bet some marketing guy was really smiling. He was quite happy with uh with that name. But overall, you know, great tire great wheels, tire suspension, that kinda makes it really turn that thing into the off road truck that it should be with 700 horsepower, which I believe is a big selling point and probably might do better than the Raptor, even though it's a little bit more expensive. But that horsepower figure, if you if you like that, that would be a big a big thing for you. But I believe Ford, they, there's some type of, somewhere I read that they're putting in the, uh, I think it's a 6.2 liter from the GT500 into an F-150 which will give it pretty much similar, the same power as the TRX. So who knows how, like, what, what the truck market's gonna do next. Both are gonna be very expensive, like 70 grand for those trucks base, you know. And then it's just only gonna go up from there. You want the, the bigger one, you want the quad cab, all that shit. It's gonna cost you more to get you on that nickel and dime. But the off-road market has been doing amazing in the past five years. They have it all kind of started with the Toyota Tacoma TRD Pro and the Forerunner, uh, both those and kind of cool. And then you, oh my God, how could I forget the Jeep, the Jeep Wrangler? That was kind of the OG off-road vehicle until. Well, it still kind of is, you know, 1940s to now. Pretty badass. But 
Recently, they've had, obviously, the Raptor, the TRX, Forerunner, the Tacoma, the Land Rover Defender, which I believe looks looks pretty cool. Too bad you can't take the roof off. That's the one downside of that car, in my opinion. The Bronco, which I, I believe, I haven't driven one, I haven't driven a Bronco, but they might be cooler than the Wrangler. And there's a ton of little things with the Wrangler that you don't really think about until you actually kind of own one and, and drive it. Like uh, the mirrors. Mirrors are on the door of the Jeep Wrangler. And if you want to take off the doors, now you don't have any fucking mirrors or you need to put something aftermarket in the holes to fix it. But like if you're my mom, she fucking hates it. She wants her mirrors. So what did Bronco, the Bronco do? They put it on the fender. And they also made it easier to take the whole entire top off and just throw it in the back. Because my mom, she has to leave the fucking top at, in the house. She kind of has to hope and pray that it doesn't rain or anything too crazy happens while the top is down. Which kind of kind of bummer. But I, they did fix it for the, for the Bronco. Another thing. I know nobody's going to buy it. But the manual they didn't give a manual option people would have been pissed off but you only i i might be pulling this out of my ass but the the manual is only for the smaller engine not the uh the ecoboost v6 that's found in the uh f-150 but that that whole competitive that whole segment is so competitive with all the off-road vehicles that Jeep decided to put a V8 in a, in one of their Wranglers, which is kind of crazy. I think they called it the 492, 492 horsepower, something like that, which is quite quite nice, you know? Jeep, it, you don't really need all that horsepower, but it is kind of cool to have, cool to say, yeah, I got, I got a V8 Jeep. You know, nobody else has that unless they did one of those Hellcat conversions, like the Stradman, which is kind of crazy. But that's... It's a little bit above. Same with the six-wheeled stuff. You know, I, I understand you like off-roading, but I feel like if you're getting six wheels, you're not going off-roading all that much. And really kind of sacrificing your uh, your gas mileage and your performance and all that shit just to make it look cool. Unless you have the Brabus, the Mercedes-AMG 6x6, the, C the G63, I believe, which has six-wheel drive in the center tire inflation and deflation system which is bananas. That is the top of the mountain, the, the, the peak, the pinnacle of off-roading. If you like off-roading, you need to get a G-Wagon, any type. They're so, they're so good. Where I think there was a video, oh my God, I'm blanking on it too, but people drove it up a 45 degree incline, which doesn't sound that impressive until you like notice like how steep a 45 degree incline is. And how you need to get grip on all the tires and try to make your way up that that hill. But the, the Wrangler, no, like, so many more people buy it just for the, the take the top off and all that stuff. My mom's never going to go off-roading. But it's still like an off-roady vehicle, which I kind of understand. But I do wish more people used it for their functionality. That's essentially what they're doing with the Bronco Sport, though. The regular Bronco is kind of the off-roady, you know, take the top off. The Bronco Sport, it's like 
kind of a mom car kind of but it has some of that little off-roady ruggedness rugged ugh, ruggedness flair that the regular bronco has but it just i don't want to say it's more refined it's not as crazy with the uh the off-roadiness or the the roof coming off i don't think you can put the uh the big tires the big 35 inches inch tires that the regular bronco has on the on the sport those are huge tires i think think uh the stock rubicon can fit 33s or something it might be 35s i don't know but to have that option on almost any trim i think it is any trim for the bronco is crazy big big tires really transform the whole the whole vehicle and when you have a an off-roady car like that I bet people are going to cough up an extra ten, like grand, 1200 bucks for the big tires, maybe a little bit bigger suspension called the Sasquatch package cuz I'd do it. I definitely do it. I think it it'll be worth it. But uh I saw a funny TikTok about some they, they weren't trying to be funny. Some girls posting that she 2020 is going to be her year after now and she was buying a Bronco and she was showing like the uh the order form online. And she's like, I can't wait to take the top off and go to the beach and have fun with my friends. And so I'm like, oh, okay, what Bronco is this chick getting, you know? She ends up getting the Bronco Sport, which you can't take the top off. But I don't... She turned off the comments. So I don't know what, like... I don't know if it's a joke. Kind of funny, but... Well... But yo, college is low-key kind of dope with cars. There's a couple... All the a couple like cool cars like from Americans, you know. I don't want. I hope that's not racist, but all the foreign exchange students they're kind of loaded and they have they all have cool cars. There's an R8 in the parking lot, Jaguar F Pace, BMW, one of the M8 Grand Coupes. So it's the four door, cool one. There's a couple S7s, which is kind of cool. Uh, I saw a 911. And uh, I met somebody yesterday, a fellow car enthusiast who seems really cool. I want to hang out with him more. But he has a BMW M3, and I, I saw a video of it. Looks amazing. Sounds amazing. It's a, uh, I don't know the year. I don't know the year, but say, uh, he said it was a 3.2 liter, the straight six. NA, obviously, but 350 horsepower. Really cool. Kid also has a, a GTI which he said like straight piped loud all that stuff and an audi rs7 which is tuned i think up from like 650 or something to 702 and a 200 mile an hour top speed limiter which is batshit crazy you know like personally if all my cars topped out at like 130 i wouldn't i wouldn't be mad you know but if I'm going to the track, like I'm never ever going more than 130 miles an hour. But and it, just the ability to go 202, that's kind of badass. But I bet it wastes a ton of gas, but it'll be worth it 100% just to have the push of an Audi RS7 behind your back. That'll be kind of cool. Okay, now moving on to Formula One, my favorite topic. I have the Aston Martin Red Bull flag in my dorm room as we speak. It's my laptop wallpaper. It's my phone wallpaper, too. 
they're gonna get their ass fucking handed to them at Spa this week. That's gonna be a that's a I think that's gonna happen. They don't have that top speed to match the Mercedes going going down those straights. Nobody can. I really, I genuinely believe that it'll probably be a, if I had to guess. Hamilton, Botas, maybe Verstappen, but it'll be tough between him and the racing points. Or maybe Ferrari, but Vettel's not going to do shit like always. And Leclerc, he is, he's kind of, you know, just doing his thing, but, but winning races, you know? Or, I don't think he's won yet. Not this season, but he's getting podiums and kind of showing Ferrari what's up. Saying, hey, you got the new guy in town. Fuck the, uh, fuck Vettel. He has his four championships. Now we're in a different era now. What? Oh, so sad that Antoine Hubert died. I think it was last year. One year anniversary from his death at Spa. Tragic, you know? Not many people die in motorsport now. It's very safe because that's where all the money is, you know, the driver. If you have to keep on fucking getting different drivers and it's costing you a ton of money, why not just invest the money in making the car safer? Making, having, like, the FIA mandate cars are safer so more people would watch, more people get money, more drivers. whole thing just seems like a win-win, but at the time... When people were dying in the seventies and eighties, they just said slow the fuck down. But no racers are gonna slow down, so you have to make them by giving them all these different different roles to add safety and complexity to the car. Do all that shit. Yo, I'm just chilling in my dorm room. Drew's at one of his classes. Connor's back at Plymouth State, so we're all far away, and I really can't kind of hard to make a like an hour-long podcast by yourself so i'm gonna try to just go and cut it at 20 minutes but i'm having a good time right now just kind of chilling and talking feel it feels like it's been a while since i've last done a podcast but not much has really come out in the in like car news you know signs of the trx maybe some other shit let me let me kind of peep what's been happening what's popping Connor sends me all the funny shit. Uh, so, Connor said, sent something saying that Williams is getting bought, which is kind of crazy. Hopefully they go from uh, from the back of the pack to maybe midfield, you know? If they're challenging, like, like, if I hope they go to points, you know, because kind of, kind of sucks when you see Williams never getting a point all season. It really blows on. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm really proud of McLaren, how they kind of came back from not doing too hot. Now I think they're in... Uh, third or fourth place. I don't know what place they're in the standings. But it, they are doing well. And they have great facilities, great drivers. Hopefully, Daniel Ricciardo does something him and Lando Norris. How cool is that? That'll be so, such a good team. 
Oh, yeah, they're fourth place, by the way. Mercedes, Red Bull, obviously. Racing Point is beating McLaren by one point. McLaren's beating Ferrari by one point, which is incredible. Hopefully, McLaren can pull something out of their ass at, uh, at Spa and go into the, like, podium position, but, like, for standings in the Constructor Championship. Because as of right now, Red Bull is 100 points behind Mercedes. And with the limited schedule, I genuinely don't believe that they could ever come back. They can't. Mercedes is way too dominant, and we're going to have to wait next year and then the year after that just to even see, like, anybody, I guess, anybody come back and try to give them a run for their money. Challenging for wins besides Max Verstappen. Because he's the only one that can kind of do it right now. You have Alex Albon. He's not the same car as Verstappen, but he's not doing nearly as good. You know, so I don't really know what to think about that. Then you have Norris, who's kind of on the come up, you know. And then you have, he has Daniel Ricciardo on his team too, which he is a certified race winner. Not many people, only like nine people in the past, like I think it's 10 years or something, can even claim that they won a F1 Grand Prix. I'm very, I think that McLaren has a lot going for them and they're really stepping up their game. Like, fuck yeah, we're, we're back in this shit. Speaking of McLaren, McLaren's also an IndyCar and Fernando Alonso raced an IndyCar for the Indy 500 and he did not do too hot. I was watching the highlights. They really they didn't treat him as F1 two-time world champion. They tri- tri- ugh. They were treating him as just Fernando Alonso, the driver, you know. And if you look at him in the IndyCar way, he didn't do too well. He crashed out in one of his test sessions, which was quite quite shocking. He was like coming into the pit or something. I think he spun, hit, hit a little patch of uh, of concrete that you aren't supposed to, and that kind of just sent his car going around. But hopefully, you know, he does better at Renault with uh, Esteban Ocon, who I do like. But I wish they brought Nico Hulkenberg back because he. How could you not like him? I really want him to get his podium though. Too bad. You know, but thank you for listening to this podcast. I really do appreciate all the people that that listen to this. All twenty of you, maybe. Hopefully, there's twenty. One of our analytics said thirty people, and I was kind of amped. You know, thanks for my five cents, everybody. But yeah, please be sure to share, and follow, and do all that stuff. And have a good day. Take it easy.